Otagota solo? Yes, Greedo. As a matter of fact, I was just going to see your boss. Tell Jabba that I've got his money. So pichale, valatrone takvakichita. Jabba wanted Chico Valrush anie katania valruska. Chaskiniane kachusu. Yeah, but this time I've got the money. Enjaya kula intokun kotoao. I don't have it with me. Tell Jabba. Tsikigne. Okuruya puluya ulua spastaka chokchuka. Podoba tripi. Even I get boarded sometimes. Do you think I had a choice? Pokjaba. Pupa kupoku etan apau. Over my dead body. Ukle nyuma chesa kupokutu klisan tako. Yaoska. Yes, I'll bet you have. Sorry about the mess. Nice. Nice. Sorry about the mess in here. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Yeah, we are not sweating at all, and welcome <laughs> to Facing Off. This is a podcast where we take two movies that we find to be similar in some way, and we compare, contrast, and rate them. My name is Gabe. Joined with me, as always, is Nick, unfortunately, always yeah. with me. Uh, and we are joined by two special guests, one who's been on the podcast before, one of our favorite guests that have been on the podcast before, and the other brand new to our podcast, but each... Uh, very much welcome. We have Holly Brown, the biggest comedian in LA, slash podcaster, oh, shit. slash shit talker. And we got Brad Lewandowski, also the biggest, you're not the biggest comedian, but maybe no, the not, coolest not person in LA. We'll give you that. Yes! Yeah. Wow. How you guys doing? Fine Thanks for praise. coming on. That was the best intro I've ever gotten. Yeah, so definitely. I know it was for you. It was kind. It was for me too. But do you, do you see him? He's like, I know all, it, was it was for all you. <laughs> Number one comedian, man. What I'm, do you not believe that? I do. Yeah, I've always. I mean, I've heard it. It's all fight. over Twitter. I, if people are just nonstop talking, you are like anti-canceled. Yeah. Like no one's gonna cancel you. If anything, like people are just gonna nonstop <laughs> talk about promoted. you in a positive way. Yeah. Prom- Is that the opposite of canceled? You're promoted. Yeah. Yeah promoted yeah yeah all my 158 followers on twitter <laughs> are, are they're like we're diehard holly fans it's <laughs> true fans it's true yeah. they won't stop bragging about you but anyways uh you guys can introduce yourself they've been emailing us left and right yeah it's just we don't get emails about our podcast we they're just... just about holly and her career <laughs> yeah uh they're like what <laughs> all the emails are will holly ever be canceled and then and the body like, is yeah. no <laughs> Exactly. Uh, yeah, you guys can... Uh, Brad, why don't you talk about yourself a little bit since it's your first time on? Well, I am a self-appointed super nerd. And uh, do, do you guys want to talk about the topic today? Can I talk about yeah, it? Yeah, no, first? go ahead. We're, we're yeah, doing what is our Star topic Wars and movies. why did you choose it? Yeah. We choose We it. are doing A New Hope versus The Force Awakens and... Star Wars, uh, the, definitely the original trilogy, shaped me in in my youth more than any movies 
ever. So I have watched them and obsessed over them and was just so thick into the extended universe all throughout my childhood. So I'm super excited to talk about it and see what you guys yeah, think. Yeah, we and- actually... Uh- we gotta admit we watched your short film before this. Uh, <laughs> oh god, loved it! It was great. There's like a crazy amount of fan made films on YouTube that I just didn't even know about. Um, it's absurd. But yeah, yeah if you want to plug that, people should go and watch it. It's great. You guys <laughs> yeah, put in a we, lot of work for that. It was goddamn. It was so much work. It's unbelievable. The costuming like, was crazy. It made yeah. Thanks, man. It really made you watch those fan made me watch those fan films with a new appreciation because it cost us a lot of money and time and effort it's called uh, hearts of kyber if you have time it's only like 10 minutes i think you go check it out on youtube but yeah we had so much <laughs> trouble getting it made oh, there's sure. a sequence where these like padawans go into a cave we got kicked out of like three different caves and had to film in a bunch of them and oh man you had a reserve cave for that one but yeah i take it back i wanted the other caves when i was watching <laughs> <laughs> you're not the only one my fan mail is about holly and how they wanted other caves yeah. <laughs> when i get it so yeah, yeah. people are just non-stop in the youtube comments about holly <laughs> <laughs> Is that guy Holly Brown's boyfriend? <laughs> What's her favorite color? Ask her. Uh, well, yeah, we actually wanted to have you on. I originally Jurassic wanted to Park. have you on for Jurassic Park because you were on, yeah. um, well, actually, I think for Jurassic Park, right? Um, you nailed yeah. it. Yeah, you killed first, it. Yeah, you definitely did. And so when, when I listened to that, I was like, oh, we got to have him on for this, especially since Nick also loves Jurassic Park. And he loves dinosaurs. And I have the big thing that I'm like, kind of anti-dinosaur but uh what what the it fuck is, who the hell holds that it's more stand? like i don't hate the phrase. dinosaurs it's more like i don't see us needing to talk about dinosaurs anymore okay i i love that you're trying to spin your creationist view as this like <laughs> right? cute like i don't hate evolution <laughs> i don't hate evolution no, no, no. i just don't think we should ever talk about dinosaurs. i think they were important <laughs> at some point but we are so far removed from dinosaurs who gives a shit anymore I mean, not me. gay. Not, not me. Not single. me. Ross but anyways, Geller. we were wow. originally going to have Geller. you on for that. Friends, that's who. Yeah. I, yeah. He character. would fucking kill me. Um, you know who cares about dinosaurs, Gabe? Who? Birds. Yeah, that's true. We wouldn't have because birds they are without dinosaurs. them. But I mean, at this point, they're, they are also very far removed from it. Um, anyways, and I bet you so sidetracked. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we wanted you to come on, Brad, because you are also a huge Star Wars fan, and, uh, and we will you're going to really show us up today. Have you for Jurassic Park? <laughs> Luckily, ours no, isn't God, like yeah. a quiz show, so we can't get embarrassed yeah. on our own podcast. Uh, and then Holly, welcome back. We had so Woo! much fun with you last time. Really popular yeah! episode. When I looked at the Great. analytics, people were like non-stop talking about how holly this is the part where gabe reveals why you're actually back yeah this we just need you for the just, stats honestly <laughs> this is all just a marketing ploy it's okay yeah not that i actually have a nerd podcast yeah. oh and she has the nerdiest podcast also have she is the nerdiest for. one on the podcast and so we needed you for that um yeah you show up kane way more often than he shows you up so you think no so? i definitely think so Kane's dumb. Shit, yeah. Kane always gets super easy questions and stuff and then like struggles with those. We don't like Kane on this podcast. Uh, just kidding. He's one of our favorite past guests. We got him he on did throw me that really annoying question that I'll never forget on the Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. 
What was oh, it? Oh, do you remember? Yeah, it was like some oh, yeah. building it was, in the yeah. background. Yeah, which building is in the background in the scene? Yeah. Oh, I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, man, come on. Yeah. I don't know. That's a classic Kane question. Right. Yeah. He'll throw you a question, and you're like, no one fucking knows this. And then he'll be like, you don't know this? Blueberry yeah. Motel. Bluebird Motel. Blue was Bird that Motel. what it actually yeah. was? Okay. Yeah. I remember that as one of the options. All right. Well, um, we should get this Never started. Forget. Thank you guys for being yes. back on. We're going to... Do a little synopsis breakdown of these two movies in case you haven't seen. These yeah, two if you Star haven't Wars seen movies. Star Wars uh, Episode Four: A New Hope or Star Wars Episode Seven: Force Awakens, slow your roll, Gabe. We're good. Uh, then you should actually stop right now. Go back and watch them. What are you doing? Why are you listening to this if you haven't ever seen Star Wars? You're a fool. Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope, is the story of a lowly peasant of unknown parentage living on a dusty planet and dreaming of saving the galaxy from the clutches of an evil empire run by a mysterious and powerful man in a black mask. Our hero encounters a wizened old war veteran who takes our hero to the strong-willed and tenacious Princess Leia and teaches our hero about the Force, a powerful force that sways the balance of light and dark in the galaxy and runs through every living being. In the end, our hero, untrained but strong in the Force, helps to destroy a giant spherical death laser base and bend the moral arc of the galaxy toward the light. Star Wars Episode Seven: Force Awakens is the story of a lowly peasant of unknown parentage living on a dusty planet and dreaming of saving the galaxy from the clutches <laughs> of an evil empire run by a mysterious and powerful man in a black mask, and it's the exact same thing. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's the same plot twice. That's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah, thank you. Yep. Yep. Well, well said. Um, <laughs> without being like too negative about Force Awakens beforehand. They are very similar movies. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, we chose these movies obviously because out of we've already done Empire Strikes Back and The Last Jedi. That's when we had Kane on uh, previously. Um, and that one was more just choosing them as being the middle movies, the like darker middle movies between yeah. this trilogy. But these ones... Uh, a New Hope and Force Awakens are so similar plot-wise that it's just like a perfect combination for us to talk about yeah. what really worked originally and maybe what didn't work um, later. I don't know. What sure. yeah, What do you guys yeah. think? Like, why, why are you happy to talk about these two movies in particular? Well, honestly, what you just did there, Nick, is like when people tell me they like Force Awakens, I'm like, tell me the plot without using any proper nouns. <laughs> yeah. And they do what you did. And like, oh, this is the, it's the exact same movie, actually. Cool. I'm like, this movie was not original in yeah. any way. And I didn't want, I didn't want to actually was, read it twice, but I mean, it's literally the same plot. No, like, I mean, what are yeah. you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think there's like a, any horrific filmmaking or acting in it or anything, but it's just, I don't. Especially when you're in the exact same family of movies to do something so unoriginal. I'm like, uh, come on. Yeah. You guys got yeah. there's a lot it of was money. Three hundred million uh, dollars. Yeah, it's three hundred million. It was like it's like two hundred and twenty five. Yeah. It's it's crazy because of how a new hope was made yeah. compared to it. This is the uh right. this is like the uh I guess like the the prototype, the stereotype of our podcast. These two movies have the same plot. They have basically almost the same title. They are uh even have some of the same characters. <laughs> they have some of the same characters. There could not <laughs> right, be a right. stronger bond between these two movies. We are going to use our um uh I don't know of a I don't know of a pun for five on this one. That's fine. We have five categories <laughs> that we use to break down movies and uh with each of those categories we use a rating scale of one to seven, one being lowest, seven being highest, four being average, neutral, or in between. 
we got five categories for you. The ordering will be spectacularity, originality, actoring, eye candy, and legacy. Let's kick it off. The five spectacular. Oh, yeah. There, there you go. go. Got it. Um, it. Let's kick it off with spectacularity because these are both two spectacles of movies. Uh, Nick, why don't you get us started on A New Hope? Spectacularity. Talk about uh, the engagement level of this movie. Um, I, I gave A New Hope a seven. Uh, the New Hope, or A New Hope, sorry, is uh, it's pretty perfect in terms of pacing, I think. I mean, there's uh, it's really hard to like rate Star Wars movies and take your um, like nostalgia out mm. uh, while you are uh, rating them. Mm-hmm. So I'm just not going to do that. Uh, I'm just going <laughs> to give it a seven because the only thing I think that could be better is um, I I'm very distracted by two things. One, one of Gabe's hairs is in my mouth. Is... It could be your hair. Why oh, Why does it have to yeah, be my, my hair? Yeah, my orange hair. <laughs> How did you get an orange hair in your mouth? I don't know, man. But <laughs> I'll tell you guys. That, that was a great. That's great. I'm distracted by that, and I'm distracted by the fact that Alec Guinness does not uh, appear to be taking his role as Obi-Wan Kenobi very seriously in this movie, and that's like the only thing that really distracts me. That and maybe the Stormtrooper that uh, bumps his head. Academy the... Award nominated Alec Guinness for this role. Yeah, Thank you very he much. He was not nominated for his ability to look like he's ever touched a sword before. Yeah, that's uh, true. But that's the only thing that in this movie that distracts me. Everything else keeps... I'm totally engaged with A New Hope no matter how many times I watch it. Yeah, what about you, Holly? What did you think? Seven! Seven? Just fully spectacularity engaged. Spectacularity was... Uh, uh, spectacular is like the hardest one for me to pin, actually elaborate on for A New Hope. Sure. But I just put seven, like it, it's like two hours and five minutes, I think. And mm-hmm. it doesn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really smoothly transitions, you know, right when you're going to different planets or meeting different people. I mean, I have a lot to say about this when it comes to a new Ho- or uh, the force awakens, but it, as far as a new hope goes, just seven. Definitely. Fair enough. What about you, Brad? I also am running in with a seven. I feel like this is like a Joseph Campbell dream come true outside of Greek mythology, like the perfect hero's journey, which obviously Lucas has said he completely just took that and yeah. went with it. And it's, but it's done so well and it's done in a unique environment and setting. Uh, the uh, visual effects were so incredible. That's the thing, like you were saying, Gay, or Nick, the taking your nostalgia out of it, like, we all watched i don't know how old you guys are i'm 35 so like i had seen it when it was already out by a lot and you know yeah. i wasn't seeing it in the theater or anything for the first time but can you imagine being a kid like our oh, age in yeah. 77 and like going and seeing that stuff on a theater screen for the first time you'd be like what the hell is going right. on it's yeah. incredible yeah. so ahead Until of like, its time yeah, yeah yeah and so that all of that stuff just makes it like we love it with for, for the nostalgia's sake, but you got to love it even more thinking like we're used to it. Like yeah. there's a whole generation of people who like that were exposed to it right when it came out and that's even greater for them. Yeah. It's, you know what it, I love? I, I love... Oh No, go ahead. I was, I was just about to say I love knowing that they were all just like off their rocker on cocaine <laughs> shooting the movie. Oh, I'm sure. Like all those, like Francis Ford Coppola and George Lucas were just like taking cocaine up their ass before every shooting. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It was nonsense. Every stormtrooper had it in their pockets. Oh, definitely. Like every, you know, he bumped his head because he was... Uh, <laughs> he just zonked out. High. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that dude was high as hell. I mean, can you guys remember the first time you saw A New Hope? I mean, my brother, yes. so my brother uh, is 30, he turns 38 this year, um, and I am 28, and so when, so I, he, you know, he grew up with this movie, and he made sure, like, every movie he loved, I had to love, and with Star Wars especially, I had all the, like, action figures from the original trilogy as a kid before I'd even seen the movie. Like, I'd already been playing with them. And yeah. then I can like really remember the first time I was watching this and being so amazed by it. And a lot of that was kind of crafted by him. Like I couldn't not love star Wars after all the stuff he talked about it, but yeah, I don't know. I couldn't imagine seeing it in theaters. That's such a good point, Brad, because like, I mean, I liken it to like, and it's not even at the same level, but if I was thinking of something that I saw when I was like a, a little bit younger, like after high school, um, but when I saw Inception in theaters, I was like, holy fuck, like, this is such a yeah. big spectacle of a movie. I didn't know people could, like, think this way on screen. Um, but this is, like, nothing was like this before, you know? That, yeah. that same year, you had Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and that was, like, the most sci-fi movie of that year compared mm-hmm. to this. And so. I mean, it didn't create, like... A- like an, an empire of of toys and and yeah. stories and books. Oh yeah, and... the legacy is just through the yeah. roof when we get to that. I mean, I I gave it a seven as well. I I do think you know objectively now the more I watch it, like I do think that just action movies and sci fi movies have become so insane in their story that there are parts that feel maybe slow and like I could see myself getting yeah. pulled out a little bit, but like. I have a big old smile every time I watch this movie. I got to say, like, one thing I bring up in Spectacularity all the time because it kind of keeps the pace of the movie is the score. And I this might be my favorite of all of John Williams' yeah. scores. Um, we were talking about him a lot really? with E.T. And, and Jaws. I don't understand. Yeah, seriously. Can you no, but like, for me, I can't remember it. <laughs> Please don't make me do this. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, with, like, Jaws and E.T., they're, they're really, really exciting, but this one is just so cinematically gorgeous in, in how it sounds. And so I'm giving it a seven. That's sevens all around. No surprise there. Damn. What did you guys think about uh, Force Awakens spectacularity? Uh, how engaging was it for you two? Oh. Oh. So, well, Force Awakens is prefacing wise. Like when I first saw Force Awakens in theaters, I I walked I was went in with such low expectations oh, that I walked so out liking opposite. it way better than I thought. Okay. And so I think I I don't know why even looking back I think that was just part of me where I was like there's no way this is going to be good as it's not going to do what the fans wanted to do no matter what. So I went in and I was like, "Oh, I guess it did do what the fans wanted to do because it just did the same story." Right. And I thought, you know, as part of my spectacularity, I thought that they introduced so many engaging characters that I actually liked and felt for. Uh, but I, overall, I gave it a three because a lot of those characters Whoa. that they introduced just, yeah, it just felt like they introduced these great characters and then they hit dead ends pretty fast for me. Mm, like that's actually Poe Dameron was this fucking suave, like cool guy, <laughs> giving me everything you want as that character, and then he is not very important in this film uh he just magically escapes off of jakku then we've got like maz kanata which i don't know why they fucking animated her and not didn't make her practical um uh, captain phasma like they did nothing with captain phasma oh, captain phasma was just uh, for the toys like what a waste know, of a cool still, character why make her look that way also 
in the trailers, don't you guys remember Captain Phasma? I fucking yeah. remember yeah. seeing Everyone her was in the trailer being her. like, a fucking female. I was, I was so stoked. And then they, so they, I don't know. For me, I'm like, they introduced all these cool things and then didn't do, they set it up and did not do deliver. I, I didn't even think about it that way. That's a great point Yeah. Uh, with the characters. What about you, Brad? I give it, so inside of the Star Wars trilogy, which is what it is. So my true score of it is a two. Whoa. Oh my God. You, I, s- you little I feel bitch. I feel like if it was a, a movie that had exist, if say no star, if this was the first Star Wars movie we ever got, mm. it would have been, I would have given like a five or six. But since it's totally ripping off A New Hope, I was like, well... The originality, the, uh, you know, the first 10 or 15 minutes as I was sitting watching it, and I was the opposite of you. I was so stoked for it. The first, I remember the one trailer, the big teaser they showed, and I was like, this looks awesome. Holy shit. I can't wait to see it. Maybe the best teaser trailer of all time. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. I was like crying during, I was like, this is it. We're going to do it. (laughs) And so in the first 10 or 15 minutes, uh, the whole. the most frustrating part, I think, is like the story of a f- like fallen stormtrooper, or like seeing more of that. That's really cool. I know. Yeah, definitely. If they would have like laid on that more, or just made Ray a fucking Jedi trainee and stuff, like instead of just a scrapper or whatever. Just... That's magically so good at using the Force. So she's she's like too overly powerful. Oh yeah, we'll get we'll ta- we should talk about that scene because that's that I mean that's There's one of the better so engaging scenes, but it is something that you are pulled out being like, wait, yeah, but she just all, figures it out yeah, right now. Apparently, and she's all over- you need to be one with the Force is to know that the Force exists. Yeah. She goes, <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah, the force. She's like, oh, shit, shit, shit. Um, I can make him do stuff. Yeah. You're going to come in, give open, take the, yeah, yeah, yeah. unlock no, the thing, the- leave, leave the door open. Oh, yeah, yeah, give me your gun. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. No, but even when they're fighting <laughs> and he says something like, I could show you the ways of the force when they have their oh, lightsabers yeah. or like hitting each other. She goes, yes, the force. And then just thinks for a couple yeah. seconds, and then she's like, "Okay, I'm going to beat him now." She's like, "I'm stronger now." Which I get it. we can get into, but yeah. and he the whole time when he's holding her down isn't like she's being oddly quiet. Maybe I should just kill her or anything <laughs> that like yeah. a normal, totally evil. Yeah, like a, do. yeah. Like, uh, okay. Before when I put her to sleep just by waving my hand, I couldn't possibly do that again, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, true. He could have just yeah. walked up and done that. What a stupid fucking introduction of a thing. Oh, you just can magically do that. You you can mind read oh. and pull. Like, but I I'm enjoy- telling you, I wish that he could do that for me every night instead of having to take like over the counter <laughs> pills to go to sleep. I, I would love that. That's fair. I just That's think fair. that Force but- Awakens is like, sorry, Brad, I, I just think that it's like this no, no, big spectacle. And so I gave it a five because it is, I can like seeing it like Gabe and I were the most stoked you could be. I just was like. You know, as pretty much equally rolling your eyes, like, oh, the ship that blew up isn't the ship they're going to get on. It's the Millennium Falcon. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. As much as you're rolling your eyes, there's also the introduction of these really cool things that you're like, oh my gosh, there's two more movies after this. They're going to do something with Captain Phasma. They have to, right? The next movie's (laughs) definitely going to dig into Finn's backstory and talk about the psychological damage that he endured being trained from the the age of of 
being an infant until a, a grown man to this fight like in a Nazi army in talk. space. Oh my god, I I have so much to say about I, that part. I, I, I do too. How, Once we like, get to actoring, I, I, let's just go. The off. spectacle of it like really takes over, and it's like, yeah, like the plot of A New Hope is a pretty solid plot. So just rehashing it, it's fun to watch, but at the same time, you're rolling mm-hmm. your eyes just about as much as you're excited by seeing something. Um, it just doesn't the Kathleen Kennedy and JJ Abrams were like, we wanted to reintroduce new fans to star Wars. So that's why we made it so close to a new hope when you're like, well, just show them a new hope. Yeah. Just show them a new hope. And And then like JJ Abrams, like clearly was inspired by a new hope. Great dude. Don't remake it. Just you could do, you could do (laughs) references. All star Wars references uh, themselves. Like just be, be more original than George Lucas was. Uh, with the prequels, it's it's not that hard. Just just do that, JJ. I mean, I, I'm with you, Nick. I gave it a five, so I, I gave it a slightly above average for the for the spectacle. When Nick can attest to this, when the first trailer came out, I watched I it maybe 20 times in the first day, and then him and our friend Jimmy um, made like a. Ba- I don't remember what how this came about, but they wanted me for my birthday. Well, you quoted the whole trailer like, i kept constantly. quoting it so we were all like the well time. why don't you just act the whole thing out after we have a bunch of beers yeah so we just got really drunk and i literally like <laughs> interpretive <laughs> dance whatever like i acted out the whole trailer in front of all of them and it was just such a stupid funny night it was, but i was like i still have that I, my my hype level was just peak hype and i i was definitely disappointed when i first saw it i i still liked it and I still found myself really engaged with it. But certain things just took me out. I mean, the lack of creativity, like every moment I kept being like, fuck, haven't I seen this before? And <laughs> something I've seen a million times. And then, I, I don't know, like I, and I'll talk about him later. I have a big issue with Finn's character. And I kept getting just pulled right out of the movie whenever he would say something like overly goofy. Um, and mm-hmm. so like, there's a moment like Poe comes in uh, he he flies in and he kills like maybe like 50 stormtroopers all at once and he's like zipping by in that airfield and it's such a cool moment and then Finn just shouts out he's like woohoo now that is one hell of a pilot and I'm like dude That's fuck what, you yeah. I hate it yeah, we, I hate there it. are we some that, writing yeah I mean there's some writing in there that's like, when Han Solo's like I used to think it was a bunch of mumbo jumbo too I was like what the fuck I don't Who even like this? the humor in it is so off and so like that pulls me out but I do have to say like the things that make it slightly above average are like the moment when Ray grabs the lightsaber when it comes flying to her hand I, I remember it the first mm-hmm. time and then even rewatching it I get chills every time I think it's a really powerful moment it's really fucking cool to have a hero like that um, like I said earlier, John Williams score, just like it brings, even though it's not that unique of a score when he's re when he's doing it in the fourth awakens, it still just really there gets me into parts, moments. Though, like, uh, Ray has her own little, like, yeah, piece when they of first the, show her with yeah, this. It gets stuck in my head every time I think about the movie too. Yeah. And it, but the score doesn't feel like a character in force awakens like it did in a new hope. Definitely not. But it definitely, it still lifts up certain scenes. Like I can still feel my heart racing or whatever. When I hear some of the score, even if it's not like 
it doesn't stand out in the Star Wars movies. Another, I mean, th- what if I was like, John Williams is a hack. <laughs> He's a John hack. Williams He's sucks. copying John Williams. John Williams is copying himself. He's a loser. <laughs> you got nothing. Another scene, Ray's vision sequence is like one of my favorite um, moments in Star Wars when she first grabs the lightsaber what? and she's going. I just think, like, I think it's an incredibly well done montage. I think, our, like, I editing think wise, it's it's amazing. You're talking to agrees with you. The editing is incredible in that scene. It uh, reminds me of... I like how she... It, when she first grabs the lightsaber uh, like, and, and she gets that like crazy vision. I'm not talking about the content of the vision. Oh, okay. I'm saying the way it visually looks is unbelievable. How it keeps changing. It morphs into different scenes and stuff. The editing is... Uh, for me, that scene really grips me just because of how Gabe, will you will you act it out in, in its entirety for yeah, us? So this, uh, so we can have some beers if like, you no! wanted to. And the, yeah, no. So basically... <laughs> I'm going to give it a five. I think it's slightly above average. Um, let's what, move on. What was to... your score for that, Holly? I want to make sure. That oh, I yeah. Track Are it. you three? Um, I did. I did three. Yeah. And Brad, did you split the difference or did you stick two. with the two? I, I'm, I'm giving it a two. That's good. No, 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 no. We guns, love that. Man. Stick with it. Um, all right. Let's move on to the next category. Originality which obviously we've talked a lot about, but uh, <laughs> this is about how creative the movie is and whether it needed to be made and uh, whether it stands out in the genre. Um, I mean, we could start with Force Awakens. Yeah, we could talk all day about how the plots are the same, but uh, like, it's just it's just such a... Sh- like, the whole thing is a shame to me that, yeah. it, that, it, that it is that. And like, like it... it it was one thing knowing Even, that you're going to bring back Luke and Han and Leia and be like, okay, you know, before this, co- like before this came out, like I was thinking, you know, they, they they're going to bring these guys back. There's going to be some cool story that, that links them all up. And then I don't know what happened, but that is not the case. It's not a unique story. And Luke is inconsequential. Leia is actually really pretty inconsequential in the movie too. Like it sucks, but this yeah. category is like almost a one for me. It's a two. Yeah, I mean, what did you guys think? Originality for, for Force Awakens. It's it's so like we're like yeah, the story beats are similar, but even some of like the visual like markings are similar. When Han gets killed and like everyone's kind of watching, just like everyone was watching Obi Wan get killed. So, like it's like they didn't even try to do different visuals. Jakku is. Tatooine in every fucking way like they didn't even try to do like hey we're doing some similar story beats but we're gonna set it in way different locations yeah. or anything I'm like come on did, uh, uh, yeah I visual uh, the for them I get like a one. Oh shit I thought they I thought they were just so guilty of character assassination in my point yeah dude for, in honestly, my view I'm like you I'm gonna move it back to I'm gonna move it to one as well and and this is why as you were just talking Brad I remembered that I read through the Actually, I didn't read through the whole trivia because the trivia page for uh, Force, Force Awakens. Awakens is like a novel. It's really annoying. And every single one <laughs> oh, is stupider than the one before it. But one of the more <laughs> like like at one point, they're like, oh, J.J. Abrams named BB-8 BB-8 because he looks like a capital B and an 8. And it's like, oh, that's cool. Thanks for. Oh, my God. I hate trivia like, like thanks that. Thanks for telling yeah. me that. Well, I, I do that. I, yeah, I do on our podcast. I will do trivia all the time and it'll be like Marvel trivia or something. And I find that the most fantastical and expensive movies have the most boring trivia behind oh them. Oh my God. Because someone will, someone will be like, Hawkeye 
fun fact about um, Jeremy Renner, he studied archery to play Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope he did. Imperative to the character. But, but one of the things that's like a common thread in the trivia for, for Force Awakens is their uh, Easter eggs all throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. You, you have to know that that's going to happen. But the Easter eggs are... are <laughs> compound the fact that it's unoriginal. Like you were just saying, Jakku is the same as Tatooine. In the background in Jakku, there's a bunch of pod racers, which are on Tatooine. What? And oh, it's I like, oh, that. cool. Right. That yeah. just makes it like, like over the top annoying to me how unoriginal Force Awakens really is. And then it just all makes me really angry. So I'm going to stop talking. Yeah. Holly, wh- <laughs> uh, what did you think about originality? Just so we can let. I gave Nick it a good old one. Oh, originality, yeah, one. I gave it a, a fucking one okay, because even some of the lines were like straight <laughs> ripoffs from A New Hope. Where when um when she when they first see the Millennium Falcon, they say something about it being trash, and so in A New Hope, Han calls it garbage. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, cool, very ri- creative. And then when they when they called their star base the Star Killer. <laughs> Yeah, it's, and it's like okay, you got the Death Star and the Star Killer. I'm oh, like, it's like, Jesus Christ! Yeah. It's like a child wrote it, and they were like pretending like they came up with the story to show their parents, and their parents are like, Josh, that's a new hope. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, even Hans like we did this before, and they're like, Nah, that time it was a Death Star. This time it's Star Killer <laughs> base, guys. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus. That for me, the whole character assassination thing, like. For Luke, Han, and Leia to go through the journey they went through in the original trilogy and then to just fall back. Like, you're telling me Han Solo, who, in my opinion, is the like main, the polar character of the original trilogy. He, he makes the greatest change. Like, Leia and Luke start off as people who want to do good and they just keep doing good. Right. Han starts as someone who doesn't give a fuck about anyone but himself and ends up being a general in the Rebellion. And you're telling me he goes through all of that change and just loves, falls in love with this girl and loves Luke as like a brother. And then his son is kind of a dickhead and he's like, fuck this. I'm going back to smuggling where I hated my life and was running for my life every second. Yeah. Why? What are you talking about? Why would he go back to smuggling? Why wouldn't he just retire on some beautiful tropical planet? He's probably rich as shit. Well, I mean, I don't know if he'll be rich. He has a gambling problem. Duh. That's true. That's a good point. Luke is bad. Luke, Luke confronts his own goddamn father and is like, I can't kill you. You're my dad. I still know there's good in you. I'm, I'd rather die at the hands of this emperor than do that. He goes through that. And then his fucking dumbass nephew like is a little weird. And he's like, fuck this. I got to hide forever. It's like, what are you talking about? This doesn't make any yeah. sense. Like, he thinks That's about killing that. his nephew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, when he pulled in fucking last Jedi, they show him like pull the lights around. I'm like, you would never do this. Let's yeah. not mention the last Jedi. Yeah, so we'll yeah, what's definitely not talk about that. Um, We're getting hot. Yeah, literally I don't know. sweating. For me, I'm gonna be yeah. the only. First of all, before I say this, relax because a two is is really bad. I have trouble giving movies a one in originality, and I also have trouble giving movies a seven in originality because everything is kind you of. You should have off no trouble things. giving a film that completely ripped off a film a one. But personally, I, I that is where it's at a one. There are things that I like that JJ brought into this that I'm that I'm okay with, and I actually thought were like excellent ideas. And if I'm only gonna give this movie credit for ideas, that's when I will do it in originality. I, I really okay. like the idea of p- putting it into... I don't think it's handled well later, 
But I like the initial yeah. um, perspective of the stormtrooper. It's the first time we're actually getting anything real on the dark side that's not from the prequels. Um, I, I mean, oh, it's yeah, not really the cool. dark side because cool. he's not on the dark side. But just getting, just initially getting that perspective was such a cool shot um, of like how how they were kind of changing or like turning the table. I really like Ray's character. Um, and I'll talk about that more with performances, but I, I do think that I enjoy the writing of Ray's character more than Luke in A New Hope. I, I think Luke's a fucking bitch. Um, and yeah. looks like I'm going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> he's pretty. He's pretty whiny. He's such a. He's such a. But I was going to go to the Tashi station to pick up power converters. He's just a bitch. Yeah. And Ray is really cool. And I think that Kylo is a very, very unique villain. I, I really like the performance. I know it doesn't work for a lot of people. I think he also brought in some things that I, I liked. Like, really, really simple things I liked. Like, the fucking stormtrooper who is like, traitor! And then, like, takes out that little thing that fights with lightsabers. I was like, yeah. why didn't anyone have that before? This is dope. And then... Um, the ra- I thought the Raftars were a really cool monster idea. Like out of I, I oh, thought the, the like mobile Sarlacc pits. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but I, I mean that it's cooler than just a pit in the ground. Yeah, yeah. Like more threatening. I don't know. I'm giving it a two, slightly like slightly above the worst I could give it, just because I think he did add certain things to it that I wish were expanded on in the next few movies. Yeah. But uh, it's fucking awful, and they co- they copied everything. Like, even the cantina scene makes me so angry that he's just uh. like, I'm just going to literally rip out the cantina and put my own monsters in it. That's it. Yep. That's all he yeah. did. Yep. So, we um, haven't talked about Maz. I, liked, I, think they, I thought they made the force look dangerous, which was cool. Like yeah. when, in filming it, it wasn't just people waving their hands. The way he would like punch in with some like crash zooms and yeah. stuff. And the, every, it looked like oh, oh, when this, he, he could hurt people with it. When yeah. he's angry, he's like anything else. He's like, yes, there was a girl. He's like, what girl? And then like grabs him and the guy comes flying to his hand. Yeah. I just I thought that it was clear that it was a fanboy creating this kind of film and it was annoying that he wasn't more creative, but I do like some of the things he added. So See, I, I just I'm giving it, it credit for line. those things in other categories, That's fine. but I don't think it deserves it. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about, I, we'll talk same. about a new hope, uh, originality. Nick, what did you, I mean, I, I already know what yours is going to be, but go ahead. And um, you know what mine's going to be? Guess my score. You get, you, you gave it a six. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Let me know. What did you think I gave it? Seven. Oh no! It's the it's the hero's story. Yeah. It's uh, it's not like the most original plot that's ever existed. But I mean, if you create like, uh, worlds and politics and characters and, uh, you you know you create this thing that sticks in people's minds so much that it's like its own fantasy world. Uh, you've you've done something incredible for people's entertainment and uh, it deserves credit for that so i gave it a six um yeah well said yeah I mean, it's not the most original same. plot but you know, hey i gave it the i gave it a six for the same reason hmm. i agree that i do- literally just took a point off just for the mere fact of the hero's journey thing yeah and that otherwise it deserves a high originality because i think is it the first movie to introduce that opening crawl scroll no, no? Oh, i think that used to be like a like a serialized like when you'd have like a like flash gordon type of thing i think if you're like catching up from you missed the last oh. week they would do like a little I, i'm pretty oh, cool. i don't quote oh. me on that yeah i, oh. I thought, I thought it was there were the other first things that you 
Well, fuck that they, point. I could be wrong. I could be very wrong on that, but I know he got no, the idea from the scrolling We were talking about it um, during okay. it, but like the crawl in A New Hope is very well written. It's yeah. it's a great crawl. It's not out of written all by a seven-year-old boy who just read the Wikipedia article for the movie. Yeah, whereas like Force Awakens has like a super <laughs> stupid crawl. Like the what is yeah, written in it. And it's so long. It's so it's long like and it's paragraphs. not interesting and it has almost nothing to do with the plot of the and movie. And it refers to Luke as the last Jedi, which is not true because yeah. in The Rise of Skywalker, we find out that Leia also trained to be a Jedi for a good chunk oh, yeah. of time. Yeah. So therefore she is mm-hmm. also one of the last two Jedi. Yeah, you idiots. Yeah. The rise of Sky, the rise of Skywalker when the dead speak. I laughed in the theater. I was like, "What?" Is yeah, this? I, I hated I that scrolling first line. Was, for was these ones. That was an unpleasant moment of my life. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I have one more point about originality. Yeah. Is I was because I was looking up other movies around that time that were like sci-fi related. I mean, there wasn't a ton. You we touched on um, Close Encounters, and then otherwise it was a lot of like campy stuff that it was introducing aliens and where aliens lived as like this all shiny and shimmery and and silver and all these things and so uh, like points for originality and making aliens live in a real world like most Isley looks like a real place that Mm. someone would live it's not this beautifully you know um spectacular place it's kind of a shithole so (laughs) (laughs) um no no that's a but that's a fair point and i think that you could bring the movie down for a lot of that um uh oh i did some fact checking good call brad opening crawls were used in flash gordon conquer the universe damn wait flash gordon was before star wars good job yeah well before think so yeah interesting really i thought flash gordon was in the 80s i thought so too i don't know uh, shit it was a it yeah. was a tv show it before it was a movie yeah oh, okay. lucas like said it was it was directly inspired by flash gordon's use of this oh things. interesting yeah. oh i did i do remember hearing okay. that okay yeah it, uh, brad what did you give it for originality um i'm saying six i would almost teeter towards a seven because of just the uh, to me it's like the godfather of sci-fi adventure stuff like that i don't know i there obviously were things that it was drawn from but the space adventure and especially the uh the way they were able to film the um space the x-wing tie fighter battles were so cool and so original lightsabers amazing the the force that that like when you were saying when you were doing your original thing nick like the force is a force. Um, like, there are things like that. We're like, okay, that's pretty. You couldn't think of anything. Yeah, right now. you couldn't call it but anything else. It's still, it's great. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm giving it a seven. I understand the character's journey or the the hero's journey, and I, I don't really want to knock a movie for taking a story like that. I think there's a lot of movies that have a base structure that is based off of something, uh, something yeah. that's been written about repeatedly. I think this movie is more creative in its character writing and uh, and world building and locate like everything. I mean, it mentions the the Clone Wars. Yeah, like it has all these like really smart things that are just sprinkled in um, that are so fascinating. And, you know, what we'll talk about with uh, the legacy is like what what was able to be built off of this movie is insane. But like just the characters themselves are so unique and he took the time to come up with all these different, like uh, different aliens, different creatures, different languages. Um, 
uh, like all, all these different like locations. The politics and stuff are, you know, somewhat similar to fascism. But like I thought that he handled like how that space station worked and the power dynamics there really well. And I don't know. I no movie had really been made like this, and I, you know, everything is derivative of something else, um, especially with like simple storylines yeah. like that. And I think there was so much more that he built off of it that it's it stands out in its genre as one of the most creative films of all time. Yeah, time is a flat circle. That's true. Time is a flat are you circle. Got, yeah. Are you guys so like, is so, the Earth? Are you guys really uh, <laughs> are familiar with like hard versus soft world building? Mm. No, like. The hard world building is like Lord of the Rings, like where Tolkien had encyclopedias of information of everything that's ever happened in this world. So if you're writing a line of dialogue or a scene in a book, like you're like, well, this is accurate because we know at some point this has happened. Soft world building would be like Harry Potter, where they're just making choices to fulfill character or plot. Like, like, oh, it's London, but there's also whimsical stuff that happens here. And don't really worry about it. It just happens. Whereas in Lord of the Rings, you're like, well, this tavern was built because someone needed a drink back in here and there's like a whole backstory for it and like star wars is kind of notoriously criticizing criticized for splitting that like there are things that like oh there was the clone where there was this and then there's other stuff that don't really worry about it it just is there yeah and it's especially as the legacy of the product or the ip grew and more stuff came out of it they're like I'm sure you've seen like Ryan Johnson try to explain some of his choices through deep dives on these like the dark side handbook. He like tweeted about like, well, this actually is true. You could see each other because of this. Uh, yeah. like, if you have to explain your choices with a deep dive in a thing, then it becomes sort of inconsequential to a viewer. Yeah. Right. Which is such a but, cool thing that a new hope doesn't really have to do. I mean, it, it's. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it yeah. started off so well. And then as it grew, it just became this like beast a of a universe. Goofy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, cool. So that was sixes from everyone except for me. And I gave a seven cause I'm uh, apparently nicer about both of these. Um, yeah. let's go into <laughs> actoring. So actoring is where we talk about the performances and, uh, whether the actors were great in it or if the writers and directors gave them the tools that they needed to perform at the best of their abilities. So, um, kind of just breaking down the performances. Let's start with Holly here for actoring on A New Hope. A New Hope, seven. Whoa. Woo-hoo, perfect <laughs> score. Um, uh, I like that the cast was relatively unknown, and I think that really helped for a, a new introducing such a new story to the mainstream. Like, I mean, new story for um, average people. Mm. So the cast was relatively unknown. Great. It has such good chemistry, and you, you got to see that so much as opposed to The Force Awakens. Uh, on James Earl Jones, like mm, mm, pizza pie, absolutely perfect. Yeah. And then um, even the fucking actor work in uh, all the droids, the practical effects, like you had to give them. They gave these these droids yeah. character. Yeah. And that I don't think I don't think there's so much. I remember watching this thing about robots, um, like how they're used in everyday life and how they're you know gonna take over, but not really. Um, <laughs> But how in media for the, for such a long time, they were just these like blank canvases for us to do whatever with. And it, you know, it feels like Star Wars was such a hand in changing that and like, okay, droids, let's give them more, um, emotion so that maybe we're not so fucking scared of them. Yeah. And then, uh, lastly, fucking, I, uh, like, uh, what's his name? Grand Moff Tarkin. He was real 
Dude, Dude, that guy could only play that role for the rest of his life. He was we, so we good. The structure of his skull. We watched it's it together incredible. and we were like, did he walk in and he was like, I'm auditioning for the part of Ben Kenobi. And they were like, no, you're not. No way, dude. You're the bad guy. You're, you're evil as shit. Look at your face, <laughs> man. Look yeah. at your evil <laughs> fucking jawline. Look at face, loser. Dude, you're your a mean, jawline mean man. jawline is so evil. <laughs> you so... are Grand Moff Tarkin. Uh, he's like, that is Hollywood in a nutshell. Did yeah. not know that. That is Hollywood. Did not remember that he Damn. just like... Just, <laughs> Poof dies at the end of this movie in the Death Star. Yeah, he straight up dies in this, which is crazy because he would have been such a great, such like, an iconic character. Yeah. And it's just like you. Just oh, don't see worry, they bring him back in like CGI form in Rogue One, which I, I really did yeah. not enjoy which looking not at his face. Jarring or or odd yeah, at all. Um, great mm-hmm. point. I mean, the great points about the even getting down to the, like the droids and stuff, uh, and, and how much character that these like people are are building. Uh, while playing, yeah, them. I think you swayed me to a five from a four oh. because what I the fuck. Th- so yeah. this is the thing, um, huh? I'm with you here, brother. Are you? Yeah, it. because yeah. so uh, Princess Leia has like three different accents in this movie. I mean, I know that Carrie Fisher was like doing <laughs> a lot of cocaine, but like <laughs> yeah. she's really all <laughs> over the place. Um, and as much but as she's so good, as Dude, much yeah. as she is good, and like the chemistry really comes through because these people formed like a bond, you know, during this movie and and the, the making of it because they were you know her and and uh, Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill were all you know unknowns, uh, and that really comes through. I just don't think that she or Luke are are actually giving like the best performance. Luke is really uh, like whiny. And like not my favorite, but he does grow on me by the end of the movie. Uh, like spoiler alert, he's my comeback player of the year, dude. Uh, for for this, yeah, because he he grows right. on me. Get rid of that whole section of the but, podcast. But um, you know they, I don't know, and and uh, I don't always love as much as I love James Earl Jones. I don't love some of the physical acting that Vader, uh, whoever. Well, that wasn't was him. Puts forth. No, I know. Yeah. And that guy. And it almost doesn't match. I don't like yeah. that guy. Love James Earl Jones, but they don't, like, doesn't match all the time. He's just kind of, like, huffy and puffy physically. He's always, like, Ugh. Yeah. Like, he's always, like. I mean, for anyone that's listening and not watching, he, we're you giving can a lot hear of shoulder it because his shoulder definitely <laughs> popped a little bit. Yeah, he like puts his hands on his hips and he's like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, I don't like that decision yeah. you made." Wait, so you gave it a five? What he's about like, remake my food? <laughs> that's ex- it. Look, I am literally like two feet away from Nick. That's what it felt like. Is what he was doing. Yeah, Brad. What did yeah, you like think I was about the criticizing your your culinary skills? Yeah. Well, we'll see afterwards. I'm gonna cook. Uh, <laughs> you could. There's. There's. I don't know if it's on YouTube or not, but there's that guy, the guy who's the body of Vader is this like bodybuilder named David Prowse and he's like Scottish or something, but they originally wanted him to speak the lines and his voice is so stupid. It's like really (laughs) high pitched and he's got this thick accent. And you can see like the actual like outtakes and other oh, dailies that they didn't use, and you hear oh. him saying the Vader lines. It's like good thing they made that call yeah. for James Earl Jones because this would have not had as much depth. Yeah, I it bumped been, like, it. Oh, I forgot to vision. say, I bumped it to a five because nope. of your your note about the droids. That is some incredible Tight. acting for C three PO and R two D two. Yeah, Brad, what did you uh, give it for acting? I gave it a six for acting. I you are an actor. That's fun. <laughs> there were, I think there are the, I totally understand the Leia thing I totally understand Luke's whiny well Luke becoming 
more grounded at at the end of the movie makes me be like, did he do this on purpose? Like, I can't was tell. he just like yeah. making him overly whiny? I know George <laughs> Lucas is notoriously a fucking garbage director for actors. Yeah. He doesn't care about acting. He just cares about visual aspects. Yeah. Hello. So Hayden Christensen. In a vacuum. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, that's. Ex- I know. I exactly. <laughs> the thing. Uh, they have, but they have, it's funny. You're talking about Ob- uh, Alec Guinness earlier. And apparently him co- being cast and coming is what finally made everyone realize it was like a real production. They're like, oh, this guy, he was, he was in Lawrence of Arabia. We yeah. got a real movie here. Instead of just a bunch of kids jerking around on <laughs> <in> the <laughs> desert. Doing cocaine off each other's dicks. <laughs> so they, there it is. <laughs> they, uh, he added the depth that the crew needed to take it seriously. I always... the. Blue Harvest Family Guy thing always makes me laugh. And like, oh, old Ben Kenobi. You mean that's Obi-Wan Kenobi? Have you put this together? <laughs> like, a good hideout, buddy. Like, yeah, you're really tricking him. He kept here. his yeah. last name. Yeah. What do you mean, old Ben? But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, a, I'm like a step below you, Brad. I, I think I was... Cu- it's really tough to be harsh on a movie like this from the 70s. Uh, with acting, I just don't, I don't think I'm blown away by any of the performances except for I'm almost there with like Harrison Ford as Han Solo. I, I, it's such an iconic role that you almost like forget how good the acting had to be for it to be an iconic role. He could have just been this like side character that everyone hated, but he's so fucking charming in it. Um, I, I think he's so effortless. Yeah, yeah, so effortless. And I actually think the same with Alec Guinness's role as, as old Ben um, <laughs> is so. I, I it's also effortless, the and I think he's rice? really good in the first two. <laughs> the fir- yeah, <laughs> that's Uncle Ben. Oh. Um, uh, the first <laughs> like two bits of dialogue with him, he's so good. He's really patient with Luke, and he's almost like kind of like off there's something off about it. he's like oh obi-wan i haven't heard that name in a while and he's like yeah oh i do know because it is me and i'm like dude just like fucking be more clear with luke and then he lies to luke <laughs> yeah. for just no reason uh um, well there's got to be a reason dude he's i guess because he wanted look because he wanted well, the hero's journey or whatever maybe. but yeah i mean I, I really i think the acting is fine i don't i'm just not like super impressed with it and i don't really know um how like if there are many Star Wars characters that I get really impressed with the acting. Although Empire Strikes Back, I think that these characters, their acting just gets turned up a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And I think I I gave it a six or seven when we did that episode. Yeah, I'm going to give it a five because I do think it's... Yeah, uh, I don't want to do that. That just means your Um, editing is so much more difficult. Yeah, no, but I I do think it's slightly above average, even for this type of movie and and for its time period. So. Um, what what about Force Man, Awakens? So was that a five or a six? I gave or it a five four. or five. I gave it a five. Okay, yeah, cool. Um, I guess I'll, I, I, I'm not. I, I have so many notes on actoring, so someone else talk first. But uh, let's for go start Force with Brad. Awakens, what was, yeah. What's your What's your take on actoring for Force Awakens? I I, I like the new actors that the cat like. I think Oscar Isaac, Adam Driver, um, they're incredible. I love. I, I thought everybody did a really good job as the new actor. For me, it's just when they started to mingle with the old characters is when it got loses its wheels yeah, for me. Like Ray and Han, yeah. like 
saying finishing each other's sentences and all that stuff i'm like what is this even like what's going on here it's so cute it's like this is stupid <laughs> it's just like uh, but the, i thought the perf- no go go ahead sorry oh good but I, I thought the like, performances themselves from daisy ridley john boyega oscar isaac and adam driver were great i do i agree with what you were saying earlier about uh john boy i think it was you gave a John Boyega has some goofy oh, lines like, "Well, that's a great pilot," and like all this other stuff. I'm like, he he's kind of goofy, but, too goofy. But would he have been? I would have been okay with him being goofy had they not had him be a stormtrooper. Like, I, you know, there was a, the whole controversy beforehand, the racial in quotes controversy beforehand from fucking assholes about it. They're like, "How can the, a stormtrooper trooper right. be black?" Like, that's not a problem. The problem is. You tell me that this guy has this mysterious background and he even says at one point, he's like, you haven't seen the things I've seen. I've done all this. And then he's like super energetic and super goofy. Like, how am I going to believe? He's unleashed. He fucking was traumatized his whole life. And then he's just like, well, that's not even so over. No, it's not on him. It's not even that he was traumatized. It's that. Well, General Hux has a line where he says, no, all my stormtroopers are are uh, raised in combat since birth yeah but i mean i guess he wasn't or infancy technically or he, he you know he did like sanitation before but like even so also he doesn't dumb. he doesn't know about his his background his like his whole backstory and there's like a sadness to it but he's so over the top goofy and i just wish john boyega was in this movie and wasn't playing him like put make john boyega poe I would have been okay with that because he's like a he's a loud mouth kind of like loose cannon goofy person. Although Poe has to be you know a really really great pilot that's a little more grounded and like is supposed to be a leader or something. So like maybe they'd have to tone that back. Right. That's what I meant. It just didn't work for me in the way that I, it, he just doesn't match his character. Well, yeah. What I think that you guys are both speaking to is occupation. like one of the themes of like the. The problems that I like, definitely the four of us, it sounds like, but also generally Star Wars fans have with The Force Awakens. And that's that, like, a lot of these ideas are really cool in a bubble, really cool in Mm -hmm. isolation. But once you start to enter, like, play all these things together, there's a not really enough time to flesh all of this out. The movie's two and a half hours long. I mean, how much more of John Boyega's story are you going to, or, thin story are you going to fit into the movie like there isn't enough time there's not enough lines and he's not the main character the main character is ray and and ben and kylo ren like there's not there's enough time but these ideas are really cool in isolation in their own film the performances are good in a in a vacuum yeah like you know adam driver i think is phenomenal in this movie i think that daisy ridley um, is also really great, and I didn't really appreciate her before I kind of rewatched this. Um, but I mean, like, you just don't you you don't have enough time to fit all of this in and to really have an understanding of why is this character this way. So then, what we're seeing is like, oh, he's just goofy, and it's like it doesn't work because we don't know anything about him. Yeah. Besides. He's yeah. a stormtrooper that doesn't like that they just killed a lot of people and just generally is like, stop killing guys. 
Also, I, I'm a I'm a yeah, goofy I person. I I couldn't contain that my whole life and be in this army my whole life and never let that out. And then magically one day I escape, and then all of a sudden I'm like. But that's the thing is maybe the they do let it out. This is the first order. It's not the Empire. Maybe they have a rec room where they're all like playing <laughs> playing Dude, space pool, not, pool and shooting. If shit. I have like, to think about the possibility of a rec room, I have a problem with the fucking. That's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. the idea of a stormtrooper yeah. that he's like the Han Solo of this trilogy he's the character that his motive is really just like i want to make money and get out of here or like he doesn't want anything until he does want something and then i think what he wants is like to be good or maybe to get with ray like it's just not i don't understand his is actually great motivation yeah brad sorry i had initially cut you off i i just realized like five minutes ago you're fine yeah I I, th- I think that some of that's all of that stuff really is more like writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Problems. I think like they I think they execute what they're given. Well, I'm sure yeah, they're exactly. probably like, what's my motivation here? Why do I like this stuff? And Holly made it when we watched it had a really good point of like there should have been a Rogue One style standalone movie for Finn. Yeah. Like, show uh, give us a whole movie showing him then interject him into this world. Because like you're so like, much it's better. such an interesting idea. Yeah. I really love like mm-hmm. the fallen. So I think it's so cool. And then you just get very little of it, just him wanting out of it. Yeah. yeah. I have a real problem with the fact that in the movie, uh, Finn's character says that he's been trained to do this his whole life. He was taken from his family. And then in the same notion, you're how old, how old is he supposed to be? Because this is his first battle. He doesn't kill anybody in his first battle, but he's been trained his whole life. I'm expected to believe that the... The new order waits until people are 18 to put them in battle. Yeah, yeah fucking right. If you're going to scoop <laughs> up a kid from their family, you're going to fuck it. As soon as they're 15, you're going to give them a gun. Yeah, yeah, as soon as they're strong enough to hold the gun up. And yeah. which I assume doesn't, they don't have to be that strong because there's probably technology. It's like he, super light metal. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, yeah. Finn doesn't look eight, 18 even. He looks no. like 22 and, at the youngest. And you have to kind of think too, because I was thinking about this as, as we were talking earlier, the first order had to have... Uh, like risen up in the ashes of the empire, which is like what 30 some odd years before this. Mm-hmm. So Finn has to be, I mean, if he was the first stormtrooper they plucked up as an infant, he'd be like 31. Yeah. But he's probably not. I think he's supposed to be like late twenties or something. Yeah. yeah. So, but so like it then feeding into what Holly was just saying, that doesn't make any sense. He just picked up a gun when he was 27 years old and they yeah. were like, now you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but then also when he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a janitor. Like, what? What about that whole time you're in a battle earlier, dude? They don't. Are they? Are they that desperate? They're sending the janitors in to kill a bunch of helpless <laughs> yeah, villagers. Yeah, I, was, I like, don't understand is going why he switched positions to that, especially if he wasn't like interested in the war aspect of being part of the first order. And when does the first order have time yeah. to gather all of their troops? And give motivational speeches to them. Yeah, don't they have like yeah. that's uh, like outposts throughout I, yeah, the galaxy it, it, to enforce their rule? I don't know. Give me a give me a backstory. Give me a Rogue One style movie about a goofy janitor working in the New <laughs> Order ship. And honestly, I don't even want to take away from the fact. Like, I think John Boyega is a great actor. He's yeah. really good in Detroit, yeah. and I yeah, also think he awesome. can be funny. I'm just more, and, and this is why we have an all encompassing category like actoring because. If, if the writer is not helping out the actor with that, like you're making that guy's role too goofy, people are going to not like yeah. the character. And it's like, 
this character could have been fine. Yeah, you're making it harder for him to give. He says a truly droid, please at one point, and I was like, no, don't write that into the script, please. Yeah. He says hell no at one point, and I'm like. Is there a concept of hell? Oh, in this damn. Oh, hell? that's Let's deep. What is that? I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Sit with that. Well, if you're right, if you're getting, I'm sure there was Lawrence Kasdan and Abrams and I don't know, someone else who wrote this. They probably made a fucking cool seven figures writing the script and they didn't think like, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. It's like, what? How does this get past round, draft one? Yeah, I know. That's yeah. where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, I'm giving it a five because I think Adam Driver is a big old hunk and he just crushes He's it. He's so good at acting okay john oliver (laughs) he's so good in the interrogation scene i was i had to keep rewinding it because of the little like the nuances in his acting the way his eyes look when he's like when he's not listening to her answer or whatever and he's trying to get deeper into her brain that scene could have been so dumb it could have been two people in the room putting their hand out at each other and like like trying to read each other's mind but instead both of those actors just brought so much into it he brings a really incredible physicality to the character too because half the movie he's he's behind a mask that he never wears again after this until the third one which is just like come on man i dig the mask i don't know why there's a big but he has this like physicality about him where he kind of stoops his head forward when he has the mask and even when he doesn't and he's got this kind of like more uh sort of plotting walk yeah. That you can like, you can see in a lot of scenes, and I just think it's a really awesome performance. I mean, almost him alone I puts thought, it over to a four for me. I like the the mask stuff, and when he takes it off and he's totally just like a normal dude, I love that because yeah. like he just wants to be. He's a wannabe. He he's not really scary looking. He doesn't need a breathing apparatus. He just isn't taken seriously by his own goofy face. So he decided to create this character that's not him. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that and was she, cool. Yeah. But I, I didn't like when they had him like praying to Vader's old time. I'm like, Vader's the poster boy for a Jedi. He came back to the light side. Yeah. I, maybe he doesn't journey. know though. Well, you would not. Oh no, he would know I'm because sure. his dad is fucking lost in mythology. Yeah. I'm sure that Luke told him. Yeah, true. Um, Holly, that's Holly, did the, you give it a score? Speaking on. The, oh, sorry, Brad. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, 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 I did. I gave it a, I gave this one a six for actoring okay. because I, I like, like everybody said, I thought everyone did such a good job. Like the, they nailed the casting. It's just, again, I can't, yeah. they can, the like, actors can't control where their storylines are going. And I already touched on this. Like I just had a problem with how powerful Ray was like, that's something that should have been assumed over three movies, not one film. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and then what the heck was another like point? De Niris in like one season going fully mm-hmm. bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just too much. It was just a little too much. But yeah, I give it a six. I think everyone was really good. And I wanted to see more of P. I think they lucked out in a way. Like, thank God they had this these, this cast because if these actors weren't so good, I think people would be a lot, have a lot more problems with, for sure. you know, the movie in general. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, and so if it's going to some of that stuff, sorry. No, no, no go ahead. Like the, the Vader home Alta, if they could have solved all those problems, if they would have just set this like 200 years after Return of the Jedi, when people might be like, I don't know, was Vader really good or bad? We hear stuff yeah, about then it. They, that we don't know how out. it all ended. But for have it being so closely after, it's like the mythos wouldn't be, that'd be that we were talking about yesterday. It's like if I was like, Wham was a real band? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, their songs still play on the radio, you idiot. It's not that far removed from what you're living through right <laughs> now. So what the fuck? 
I mean, I, I always have that issue when I watch this movie and I, I wrote in my notes like maybe, but then I'm just making excuses for a problem at, at, at this point. But I'm like, well, maybe the galaxy right. is so expansive well, as we know it is that, you know, information doesn't really move about the way that it does. No, here, I, so. I have a counterpoint to that is that Ray, Ray seemingly to our knowledge has never fucking flown a ship, but she has enough knowledge of ships and play and she can pilot the Millennium Falcon almost better than Han Solo. So I feel like information travel. Yeah, and she well, also she knows about that Han Solo the smuggler, ships. not Han Solo the general. Yeah. So she's aware right, of right, like right. Han Solo's previous work. So I actually didn't have but any of these. But yet it stops at a certain yeah. point. My my issues kind of just came down to the like dialogue writing and some of the performances. So I I kind of split the difference. So like I think that Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley are incredible in this movie. They actually like would have brought it higher than A New Hope for me. But I I really don't like Finn as a character. We've already talked about that. I think Donald Gleason was one of the worst oh, casting shit. decisions ever for General Hux. Like I he yeah. looks like a snooty little schoolboy bitch when he talks. Like I would never take this guy <laughs> seriously. And I know that the casting choice was they wanted to make him boyish, but he does not work in that but way. Why? And, and why? It's too many things. And then I put like I. I uh, so we just did uh, Ex Machina last week. So this is our second week in a row with oh, the Donald nice. Gleason Oscar Isaac movie. And I love Oscar Isaac, one of my favorite actors right now. I don't like the writing for Poe that much. Sometimes I really like him. Like when he's a hothead in the Last Jedi, I really like that writing. I think he has too many of these goofy, like, so who talks now? I talk? Do you talk? Like, I can't, uh, honestly, dude, I can't yeah. hear anything you're saying with that mask on your face. And I'm like, uh, you wouldn't be saying this in this moment, so it doesn't work. And I think that he was supposed to die. That character was supposed to die in the first, first draft of the script. When they crowd, when him and Finn crashed, Poe was supposed to die. Oh, interesting. And Oscar Isaac was like, I'm not doing this movie if I die in the first movie. And they're like, okay, we'll rewrite it. Well, I'm glad he stayed. I mean, he definitely, like, he's so funny. Like, it just, some of it fell off. So I, I blame more of the writing. But I do like, I mean, one of the coolest casting decisions is Lupita Nyong'o playing like an old lady alien. Is just so bizarre, but she's a great voice actress. I would love to hear her. Yeah, more. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's just she's like great. her range is is insane uh, with all the roles she does. There's a lot of really cool side, you know, small performances. You, you know, everyone knows about like the Daniel Craig scene um, mm. where what? Yeah, Dan, he's, he's the, the one that she like mind fucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then you know Simon Pegg plays uh, the the her captor sort of you know, like her guardian on that planet. Mm. A gloopy glob, yeah. Guy giving him, and it's kind of a like bread. you could not tell that it's Simon Pegg. I'm sure there was a bunch of stuff, but there were like there's a bunch of really small actors that you would like recognize and other things. And I I love the cast that he built up. I mean, like, have you seen the Raid movies? The Indonesian like Mar the yeah, the Raid and the Raid Redemption. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the two guys from the Raid movies are are the like death. Uh, the death gang or whatever that like stops him with yeah, the raptors. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Uh, I mean, they could have used them with fighting stuff. So I'm going to give it a four. I, yeah, I'm, I'm so... right in between. I'm going to give it an average. I'm not going to ding it any further than that. So Cause you got a five, a stuff. six, a four and a Brad, what was yours? Um, I'm going to go five. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's move on to, uh, uh, is it, an, have we done a new hope actor? No, yeah, we did. Yeah, Let's maybe. move on yeah, to... Yeah, no, we did. We yeah, did. eye candy. 
Eye Candy is where we talk about the visual elements of the movie, um, all things visual, costuming, production design, CGI, all of that. Um, I, I, I can start quickly with uh, Force Awakens. I gave it a six. I think it's, it, it's visually um, really well done. And I actually appreciate The Force Awakens more than the other ones in the Skywalker trilogy um, because I think J.J. Abrams was so obsessed with A New Hope or, or, or with the original trilogy that he really cared about the production design and trying to make things natural. There was that um, little kind of like teaser that came out beforehand that was kind of showing behind the scenes um, for how they they made that trailer. And I think it's one of his better production designs. Sure, he had a lot more money than he's had in the past on other movies. Um, but I, I also just... I'm not a big fan of CGI. I kind of hate on like overly CGI movies. And I think the CGI in this is really cool. I don't know how outdated it's going to be. Sometimes it flashes across your eyes like so quickly that I like, I almost felt dizzy and sick, but I kind of liked that. I thought it was like kind of fun of him. Did you feel something? Yeah. You mean you I mean, it just like, it kind of just felt like I was in the movie and I, I, I really give that to the um, visual stuff. And, and then like one shot I really like, Although you were you were right, Brad, that um, the Han, the the way that they structure the Han Solo death is just taking from Obi Wan's death in A New Hope. I really like that shot, and I and it is definitely CGI. But the like beam coming down as he's crossing the bridge, um, it's just a, like I I just thought it was very good use of production design and very good use of CGI. And it was a good blend of that. So I'm giving it a six. I, I Visually, I, I don't have many issues. I don't have anything this. to add to that. I'm giving yeah. it a seven. Oh, okay. Nice. I give it a six. I don't think I really have anything to add to what you said. What it was like, I give it a negative three. Oh, shit. No, I give it, no, I give it, a, I give it a six as well. <laughs> I thought it was a... I, lo- I disagree, though, about Maz and the C... I don't like Maz Kanata's CGI. Mm-hmm. I really think oh, she should have been practical. Oh, in fact, considering that. in the cantina, because I felt like this, her voice was so good, but this like weird lifelessness about the CG. And then I just, I gave it a six because I thought like the whole, um, all the movies, the newer movies do really cool stuff with color visually. Yeah. Yep. And I like that. I, 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 I actually agree with you about Moz. I was, I, I, totally I was more agree. saying I like the voice acting and the and the yeah, casting yeah. choice to do that. But I, I think she is one of the ones that looks pretty. Yeah, silly I think to that me. the way that things look, and I mean, the movie was nominated. It actually lost to Ex Machina for Just for um, uh, visual, visual effects. effects. Yeah, which it didn't makes win sense. a single Oscar, which is crazy for a Star Wars movie. Um, visually, it's just like. The th- everything that they chose to do, I think, looks really good, with the exception of this one thing that Maz Kanata does, where she she gives Ray back the lightsaber, and she does this like she like kind of pushes Ray's hand up and and towards Ray, but it's a CG thing, so Ray's yeah. hand does this like weird like like super robotic like <laughs> up back. Yeah, kind of thing, and it just looks really bad if you go back and watch it. But I mean, other than that one little thing, the choices I don't agree with. The way that it looks, I, I think is is pretty perfect. Nice. Uh, I do have questions about I, Ray's I, arm things. Oh. She has these like arm bands. Don't those oh, like smell this... like shit? Because I'm just, like, sure she has just them like all shit. the time, she's and out, she's just sweating. she doesn't change, and she's always. I'm sure she just they all smell. 
or anyone that's not That'd be on so the ship funny. all the time. But especially her unnecessary during, arm bandages. I don't know. I, I wish that they during the movie, on if one of them was like, "You smell like Ray." Uh, has anyone ever told you you smell like absolute shit? <laughs> yeah, Finn just like has like a total turn off moment <laughs> at first. He's like, yeah. "Oh my." <laughs> Girl, you stay. Did you just fart? <laughs> um, you can right. take off the socks. and uh, it, I mean, you smell really bad, girl. What did <laughs> you guys think about uh, uh, eye candy for A New Hope? Uh, I'll go fast. I have a quick one. I, You know, it's hard to separate what you... Um, as someone that didn't watch it at the when it came out, what you know versus what you're seeing. Yeah. So I gave it, like, at, for what it is trying to wrestle with that at the time i gave it a six because this was so stunning for people that had never seen this shit so i'm knocking off one point just because i can't separate that myself okay yeah no that's a great point uh what about you brad i gave it a seven just the innovation for special effects and the stuff way they shot it and how they did it was so ahead of its time and paved the way for so much more that we just kind of take for granted today i think so yeah, it's it's so cool how they were able to do it. There was an old IMAX movie called Special Effects that pretty much just focused on Star Wars and like oh, shit. the actual making of it. And it's so wild. Man, like, you loved IMAX, huh? You're a big IMAX head when you were a kid. There was an IMAX theater in the St. Louis Science Damn, Center. Damn, keeping them in so business. <laughs> I would go check them out. It's cool. They did ones on dinosaurs and Star Wars. So. Oh, that's like your dream, dude. Uh, you know? Yeah, no, it's it's kind of crazy that this like I, I think, it also I think created Brad's dreams are the same dreams as my dreams. Yeah, you guys are pretty great. fucking similar. It, Brad, if you weren't like a big NHL person and more were baseball, you and Nick could be the yeah. same person, and I could I watched trade the Nick NHL for like seven yeah. minutes today as I wrote oh, yeah. these notes. It was on mute. Um, <laughs> uh, CGI wise, I mean, like, or, or or just special effects wise, like so much came from this, and I and I think. What what's really cool? I mean, this is kind of outside of the movie, but like the whole Lucas Entertainment thing afterwards, they became so dedicated to um, practical effects and stuff. I, I I met someone who works for um, a company that like almost exclusively does Lucas films, um, and he he's just like the dedication to the practical effects side of things is really cool. Yeah. I mean, this movie just is so creative. I I like Holly. Just kind of wish I could have seen it in theaters when it first came out, and then bl- been blown away. And it's tough to, um, in hindsight, like really appreciate that when some things feel outdated, especially but, when they're replacing things like the, um, the so that's where I, with the CGI. So I almost like, want to take it out because of the him retouching up certain scenes. There's this like whole sequence where they're oh, going yeah. into town, and it's just like back to back to back to back CGI. And I'm like, no, you don't need this. Stop. And then like certain <laughs> other things aren't CGI. So just start Jabba looks like fucking disgusting CGI wise. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's, Han is like really all pressed yeah. up in him as he's talking to him because the CG is just not good. Yeah. So Han's like just on him talking. Oh, yeah. No, he's yeah. like literally his dick is on Jabba just the Hutt. Touching him with his wing. <laughs> um, yeah. I, he's like, is that your gun? <laughs> uh, if I guess if I added anything, because I talked about the production design with uh, Force Awakens, I mean, with A New Hope, like I, I was wa- like just in awe in the first few scenes on the space station, like how unbelievably difficult it must have been to build those kind of sets, especially with the budget yeah. that they had. Mm-hmm. It just looks 
gorgeous and uh, there was so much thought put into the visual elements of it so it's a seven for me i'm giving it a six only because alec guinness could have at least pretended like he knew (laughs) that he was fighting with swords and the same thing with the darth the guy that that is the body of darth vader like yeah it doesn't even like they like they had guys that could train them and like this is what a sword fight would look like, Alec. I know you're old, but your character is stronger <laughs> and you can like hold it up above your waist and it might look cooler. And that that's it just killed me. So I'm giving it a six. That's my only gripe. I think that's so. I think that's totally fair. So that's uh, sevens for Brad and I, and sixes for Nick and Holly. Let's finish up with legacy. Legacy is where we talk about the uh, the the lasting legacy of these movies and how people talked about them when they came out and how people will talk about them and where do they stand in the history of movies. I, I say so we can finish super strong. Let's start with Force Awakens um, and then and then finish with the New Hope. Um, I'll give you like some quick objective stats with this, like. 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, so critics generally really enjoyed this movie. 86% from the audience, which is This is Force decent. Awakens? Yeah, Force Awakens. Hmm. Um, as wow. an 80 on Metacritic, I, which I think is a little more fair, because um, Metacritic yeah. is a little harsher. Got nominated for five Oscars, lost all of those, uh, which is kind of crazy for what it had. Uh, but... $245 million budget and made over $2 billion in theaters. And that's just fucking unbelievable. Jesus um, Jesus the return Christ. on that is crazy. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, what did you guys think? Like, what do you think the legacy is for you, Brad? Well, that it's funny because I don't think it has a lot going on. But, you know, Time will tell. I think once they make a n- new batch, a new trilogy, oh, the Ryan Johnson trilogy, depending how, yeah, depending on how that goes and what people think, like pe- people like the prequels more now because of the sequel trilogy being like, you know, those weren't those were uh, at least original and like you have people coming out of the woodwork being like, I like those. It's like a thing. It's a movement for people. I know, but like if you prequel. just Phantom Menace is just like anyone who puts that over anything is just what are you doing? But uh, those guys knew how to it, use it their does swords. Have Darth yeah, Maul. sure, that's true. It has it has Darth great was... lightsaber scenes, and Darth Maul is cool. And it has pod but racing. That is a good fan film, by the way. The Maul, the Apprentice, or whatever. Oh yeah, that one had like a two million dollar. Yeah, budget. it had to. It was fucking insane. Um, it's so fucking good. Yeah, I mean, with that Padre, when they go in the, sorry to speak ill for your ears, the Last Jedi when they're in that like <laughs> casino place, oh, I, I thought they were going bike. to go to a track where they were racing pod. pod racing and like people were betting on like as soon as they were going they were, instead of it was those stupid and animals. Then it was like animal right so scene. much better. You just made me so much more Dude, mad. Can- Canto Bay is just a really bad section. God, of that I movie. hate that. It's oh, really so bad. dumb. But I was like, oh, are they going to do pod racing? But no, I think the legacy of that is it's not, nothing. What? <laughs> I don't know. What's your, uh, Sorry, what's your personal so <laughs> What's your personal legacy, Holly? Personal yeah. for myself, Holly Brown? Yeah. No, no, no. Well, we know Me? we know what yours is. It's like an eight out of seven. Um, yeah, uh, read your emails. You know my legacy. <laughs> That's um, true. We just got 10 more as My legacy talk. for, am I screaming? My legacy for the um, Force, Force Awakens, Awakens yeah. is I I gave it a three. I think it's propped up by Disney, and it ha- like without the original Star Wars trilogies, I would 
I don't know. It's so you can't say. So it has the Star Wars trilogy. It has the factor that it was released, what, 30 some odd years after the first Star Wars movie. Wait, more than that. No. 30? 30? I can count. 30. 35. 35 years after the first one. And then no, people didn't, people didn't yeah. like the uh, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones and all that. So I think it naturally has a legacy built in because it was well received. But I really think a lot of it has to do with Disney too, because they took over and then expanded the the everything. Yeah, yeah. that's so you fair. know. But that's all. That gets to the thing what you were saying, like grappling with the legacy. Ultimately, like thinking about it, and if you're an executive and stuff, they don't even fucking care. They made two hundred bi- or two billion dollars off of a two hundred yeah. million dollar budget. So they I feel like even people on the creative side who are like, we can make this better. They're like. What do what Why? Who cares? Yeah. We fucking made Did so much money. Did you see the money this, coming we in? We just keep doing. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. It was like Jurassic <laughs> Jurassic World made one over a billion and that movie was such garbage. Awful. Oh, we're going to talk about a that trash in a few weeks. can of God. a movie. Um, uh, I, so but it gets to the point of like nothing's fire nothing's heating up under these yeah. executive asses to like make a better product when they're making so much money. Yeah. And like there's so many cool <laughs> Whoops. There's so many cool Money. toys that they can sell. Like that's why Captain Phasma. Yeah. Captain movie. Phasma. Yeah. yeah. She's just like a badass toy that they're gonna sell. And I, I just, the, my thing with Force Awakens is I'm giving it a four in Legacy because I think, and this is what I thought when I left it. I was like, okay, that copied the plot of A New Hope, but maybe they did that because it worked with A New Hope, and that is a good way to start a trilogy. It worked for A New Hope. Worked for that trilogy. But my problem with it is that it sets up the... It sets all the, like, dominoes, the whatever. Sets everything on the table. And then there isn't a coherent place for any of those the, those characters to go. And then they don't go yeah. in the places that I personally would want them to go in the next... Well, it definitely in the next movie. But then there's this huge disconnect between this one and the third movie in the trilogy and like this category does take into you know account what comes after the movie and uh, it's not positive like it doesn't feed into what yeah. is is set the, the way the table is set with force awakens so i i don't think it's bad like it has all those great you know reviews and it is generally well received by audiences but i don't think it goes anywhere positive so i i think that so i i was kind of struggling between a four and a five because objectively it did really well it it is going to have a great legacy because of that i do think because of what happened with the last jedi becoming so divisive and a lot of people not liking the rise of skywalker i think more people are going to come back to this movie and and appreciate it yeah even if they're going to be still upset about um it copying the other one um, I do realize that the more I watch it, the more issues I notice, and that's not a great thing for my own personal legacy with this movie. But I do think there are some things that, like, like little girls got to see a, 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 an incredible female. Oh like, yeah, of course. Like, she she was one of the better heroes written, and it wasn't. It passes. Uh, what's the test where, like, if Bechdel. Yeah, it, it, it like it totally passes the Bechdel test. 
I, I mean, probably mostly. Actually, if I analyzed it, I don't know. But There's I mean, a database like, for to this. have a to have a, a no. Actually, I don't think it does. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't at oh, all. Really? I was. It doesn't they have, have a baby scene. before yeah, they have she to not goes. be talking about men, and the whole movie is about finding Luke Skywalker. You, you, no, but I'm talking about more. I guess I maybe in like the first half before she know, becomes part of the resistance. I don't think you resistance. know what the Bechdel test is. I do know what it is. You <laughs> fucking dickhead. Um, but. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think that there were some things that he chose to put in there that really work. And I think some people really love this movie and responded uh, positively oh, about it. Oh, it does Other pass. people are really strong. Yeah. I, it, it passes because Maz Kanata and Ray talk about Ray's it. destiny. You have to have two female characters talking about something right. other than a man. And it does in that one scene. What's it? Yeah, I guess she doesn't really have a lot of dialogue with Leia in this one. No, either. and when they later. do, they're talking about Luke. Yeah. Yeah, true. What bit? Yeah. Um, There's an updated test based off of like a Pacific Rim, I think, actually. Believe it or not, the female character in that like blew the Brechtel test out of the water. It's like actually super feminist and really What? Cool. Pacific what her, Rim, the first one. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, the, That's the awesome. Well, good. I mean, good for, good for that, that movie. I just, I, I really hate it. Um, anyways, I'm going to give it a five. I, I will give it a slightly above average. I, I do think it's going to have more of a legacy than, than something that's purely shit. All right. So we got a five, but, a four and a three. What was your, your legacy rating here? Uh, Brad three, three, okay. three. Uh, three. and then, you know, we close out strong with the new hope. I, I, I think this one's pretty easy as a seven. Um, it won six Oscars. It, it lost uh, Best Picture and Best Director to Annie Hall and uh, Woody Allen. and We don't need to go down that road. But it, Annie Hall is a good movie, and it's a very creative <laughs> film. But, um, you know, it, it made $775 million plus million-plus in theaters alone wow. off an $11 million budget. Um, and, you know, that's Holy not even shit. taking into account. Ferris Bueller had a $12 million budget. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, that's not even taking into account all the toys it it sold and, like, all the, the home, like, home video became so big with these kind of movies. Like, I'm sure Laserdisc sales yeah. were insane a few <laughs> decades later with this Star Wars. Hey, that's um, a sentence. Yeah, on Laserdisc is the only time I've seen the undoctored Greedo Han scene. Yeah, so like, I, I think Laserdisc that's where I saw it as well. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and then Critically, great. Uh, 90 on Metacritic, which is, uh, which is great. Maybe mm-hmm. could be higher, but Meta's pretty... It's just too many critics together. Um, 92% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 96% from the audience. I will point out one fucking pretentious uh, bad review because I was wondering, like, who gave A New Hope a bad review? And I saw one on Rotten Tomatoes where Richard Combs – yeah, we're talking to you, bitch. Um, Richard (laughs) Combs says, without the simple spiritual convictions of its predecessors – or the philosophical speculations of his contemporaries, Lucas has rather left his audience out in the cold. It's like, shut the fuck up, dude. What? Just enjoy oh the movie. God. It's so fun. <laughs> Anyways, seven for me. Uh, so yeah, it's a seven. How could it be anything else? Yeah. yeah. Think of everything mm-hmm. that was seven. built off of it. Yeah. Empires. Sevens all around, I think. Seven, yeah. seven, seven, By seven. By the way, uh, um, Force Awakens lost before we even started talking about New Hope. Oh, sure. I mean, I think category. it lost yeah. like two categories ago. I, it probably did. Yeah, so add it up. What, uh, what are uh, our scores? Well, uh, let's see. 132 to uh, 86. Out of 140? Wow. Yeah. 
Damn. Great review for A New Hope. Wow. Look at wow. you, A New Hope. Look at you. Um, all right. Well, Wait, what was that guy's name from the review? Richard Combs. Richard Look Combs? at Richard Hey, Richard Combs. Combs. You mother. Yeah, you hear that? That's how you rate a movie, you bitch. Suck on that. Um, anyways, <laughs> let's get into the accolade section. Let's give out some awards to these movies. Uh, let's start with MVP. Who won these movies? Or who or what won these movies for you guys? I got a controversial one for A New Hope. Mm. Mine, uh, mine is Leia because I know her her uh, accent is all over the place. I just, I and I'm also like biased because I love her in Empire. Yeah, but she, I just I love her lines. She makes me laugh, and I she's a, she's dope. She lives up to all her hype. I love her. But her whole family dies. True. So what? Oh, her whole planet <laughs> explodes. No, but she does. I know. She does ultimately get what she wants, which is the Death Star exploded. I just like, I mean, just she is one of, I mean, as fun to watch for me as Han Solo personally. Just, I just think she has really funny lines and that's what I, as the funniest person in the world, gravitate towards. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's that's a great. Wow! Pick. Please don't laugh so hard at that joke, guys. I I think it went over. I think both of us were caught thinking about something, and it was incredibly rude of us. So <laughs> I'll insert that back before. Oh my god! Edit, please. <laughs> um, oh shit! But, that's like the worst review I've ever you gotten. Have, <laughs> I thought you, you guys were doing it on purpose. Like so funny. <laughs> oh no! I would never. You are hilarious. Uh, do, who like won these movies for you, Brad? Um, the, with A New Hope, it's Han, I think. I was, I was such a fucking Luke fanatic as a kid. And then when I got, as I grew older, just seeing his arc from the movie was, I was like, oh, that's, that's the character. Luke's just like sort of a whiny kid who wants to do good, who gets to do good. Yeah. But Han going from the guy who's just a scumbag smuggler, you know, not, doesn't care about anybody but himself. And you see him like slowly get stripped down and but when he's saying luke uh, seeing luke off to the battle and he's like the force will be with you and whatever and (laughs) then he comes back at the end it's so good yeah yeah scruffy nerf herder to to uh who's scruffy looking um yeah i mean overall i i would say han solo i would just give it all all together i i do agree with you i i think it was you brad that said earlier just kind of about the character writing of han solo like they're they're just walking back on him and it, it doesn't even make sense the way that he just gives up on his life but i do think at least with these two movies just those i think that han solo got the best like character writing there was there was more depth to his yeah, character definitely. than a lot of other characters and you know, I, I'm not a big Harrison Ford fan, except for, you know, like his great roles. But over, I mean, I, I don't like him as a person at all, but um, I, why he's just a fucking total dickhead. He's like, no one really? like, oh, he's a really mean person offset. Is he the Michael Jordan of? Uh, he honestly is very similar that? to Michael Jordan in the way that he talks to people that he works with. But uh um, he has an airplane. But he's great. But he, but he has a great legacy as well. So, I, I mean, I'm going to give him the MVP. Yeah, Han Solo is my MVP. My LVP is uh, fascism. Yeah. Screw you, fascism. <laughs> Any That's movie what that involves fascism. I think Chewbacca, if I just went off of A New Hope, I Nick knows this because we've watched this multiple times together. I get, like, steaming mad 
when Chewbacca doesn't get a medal at the end. They have him walk all the way to the stage, and he doesn't yeah. give a, a medal. And it's just like, why? He, he did only just has as like much 30% work as of the intelligence of the other characters. You sent yeah, me that I sent you that thing today. He's just uh, a big dog. And then he gets snubbed again in Force Awakens. Yeah. Well, and then he also gets Snabbed. to see his like best friend fucking die. <laughs> um, yeah. So Chewie loses. Pretty He's brutal. absolute LVP. Well, that was a depressing LVP. Do you guys have an LVP? Yeah, mine's C-3PO. What? For A New Hope. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's whiny bitch. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and he he he's, so he's too mean though. to R2 and I love R2 so dang much. He's so cute and I love him and he is just like blaming everything on R2 and R2's just like I'm literally doing my job. Yeah, but see this is how I view R2. I feel more like C3PO. Like when I'm really angry and someone's like why are you mad or whatever, like something like that, it gets me like so much more angry. And so every time C3PO is like, "All right, let's fucking Here's the plan. Let's go this way. And R2's like, dude, fuck you. Essentially with his like beeping and booping. Like mm-hmm. I, I get it for C-3PO. I, I feel the him being upset. And R2 is a little asshole to him, but, even though he's cute. But both of them were he, wrong. Yeah, that's true. They both ended up going like, they both but went the, up was, was the there place. ever going to be a right place that they were going to go? Technically R2-D2 was more right because he took longer to be captured. Exactly. Yeah, but he got fucking zap captured. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. Zaptured. Yeah. He got zaptured. What about you? R2, R2 is the cutest. He is they, so cute. The scene in A New Hope when 3PO and R2 are alone, and 3PO's like, I don't think our new master likes you. And then R2 beeps, and then 3PO's like, no, I don't like you either. You assume that his R2's cute little beeps were, well, you like me too, don't <laughs> yeah. you? And yeah. he's like, no, I don't like you. I'm like, oh, <laughs> so when you try to fill in what the beeps are <laughs> yeah. based on how people respond, you're like, oh, man, R2, you're just a cute little guy. <laughs> I know, just getting shit on. <laughs> you like me, don't you? Well, I kind of want to go like, in no. now and like fill in <laughs> subtitles lines and stuff. That's, That's so funny. Yeah, you should do that. <laughs> he's a cute, I don't mean my, to take my away LVPs. from R2, but yeah. Yeah, he is here. My LVP is Snoke for at least not for a new hope. I didn't have one. Yeah. For Force Awakens, Snoke. Just because he's not Are in it. Are we doing Force Awakens after this? Oh, so what we do is we normally first? just like combine it. Like who won overall with these two movies? Yeah. Or, uh, gotcha. Oh, I didn't know, you know that. Every, I, I, I think separately. every single guest we've had has done the same thing as you guys. And that's 100% on me, I guess, at this point. <laughs> we need to revise um, our notes. No, but yeah, no, give us, give us <laughs> your MVP and LVP for both. We didn't mean to um, keep going with that. Okay. No, that's good. Uh, MVP for Force Awakens for me was just the new characters. I thought they were all great. BB-8 also is yeah. a little cutie. Uh, LVP, I don't have one for New Hope, so it works out that it's just Snoke. I thought that was a... And then when you find out the fucking... That it was just Emperor Palpatine, I was like, come on. I I put Snoke as my LVP too. He's like introduced to us as this powerful leader of the First Order... We we get we're assuming that we're gonna have questions answered about him in the next movie or so. We really don't get a ton of backstory on him, and then he dies. Yeah, I'm like, cool. I really think and this next movie, if if in the Last Jedi, I was telling Gabe this, like, if the Last Jedi was just completely redone, and the movie is about Snoke trying to convince Adam Driver to get Ray to help. Adam Driver discover how to let's say uh, bring back the dead, resurrect the dead, just like Anakin wanted to do, right? That was Anakin's whole thing. Mm-hmm. How he turned to the dark side. What if 
what if Kylo Ren turns more to the dark side, gets ready to follow, because he's like, look, your parents are dead, but I could bring them back, and then you'll meet them. And then it works, and then we find out at the end of that movie that Snoke is Palpatine, and the whole resurrection thing was just to bring Palpatine back. Then you have something that makes sense. Otherwise, yeah, totally agree. Snoke is just like a completely useless character. Yeah, and in this movie ultimately, especially, the, yeah. Ultimately, the, the plot of the sequel trilogy just makes you go, how bad was the rebellion at running the galaxy? That they got like a cool five years in and then all of a sudden a new insurgent thing just overtook them. Yeah. And the rebellion would have been like, the the Good point. government of the galaxy that's cool and then all of a sudden like we got to be the resistance again we have to start hiding it's like why it could have been so much better if the whole thing was just peace wow. and then you would have had the first order be like a terrorist organization or something weird that no one knew about everybody's thriving and then all of a sudden Leia's just a good these like, wartime leader and otherwise is an ineffective that's leader that's yeah. depressing actually now that it, yeah yeah I know right Yikes. what are they doing to our brains uh, do you guys have but at least it would have been something different what's uh let's try to like build our own uh, all-star teams you just take five performances that you think are or, or, or characters that you think are really great and uh, would make a perfect all-star team against any other movie um Mine's very, mine's so simple. It's just Kylo Ray, Obi Wan, Han, and then either Chewie or C three PO. Just because I think their comedic timing is better than almost anyone's. No, that's yeah. That's it's really as simple true. as that. Like I just their comedy is together. so easy. But yeah, C three P D two. There you go. No, 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 no. C three PO and Chewbacca. Oh. Yeah, because Chewbacca in the Force Awakens. The timing of his like I'm not even gonna try to do it, but his, <laughs> his the way he talks it's it's just it killed me the first time I saw that. It sounded and like you threw up in your mouth. <laughs> the timing of his <laughs> yeah. So those are mine. What about uh, what about you guys? Let's go go around in a circle. Uh, I like what we said before. I did him for each movie, so I'm gonna try to actually combine them right now. Let's do it. I would. I like in a in a perfect world. I want to put Poe in there because I like him the most. Mm. I like him. I love Ray, but I like Poe the most. I probably just like Oscar Isaac the most. Yeah, he's um, awesome. BBA, give me some of that little baby boy. Then I'm gonna say Han, Leia, and Chewbacca. Oh wow! Oh BBA over. Oh, I left R2. out Luke. Oh shit! No, Luke's a bitch. No one's no. gonna choose Luke. Yeah, you know what? I left. I'm gonna choose BB-8 over R2 right now because Dude. I have no reason. Okay, <laughs> that's a good reason. I'm going. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go Han, Leia. Even though her accent's ridiculous, she is a great character. Um, let's go Chewie, three PO, and James Earl Jones. Not the not the white guy. Good, good. What about you, Brad? <laughs> Good. I'll go Han, Leia, 3PO, R2, and Kylo. Damn. Ooh, I forgot Kylo. We all had like little mixes of each other's Oh, shit, ones. me too. Taking out 3PO, putting in Kylo. Yeah, Kylo is so good. All right, who's your comeback player of the year? The performance that grew on you over time. Mark um, Hamill. Mm, no. Well, no, no, you, you're right. Yeah, I uh, get it, but. I don't think I put one for this one. I just could. That was a hard one to come up with a thing for. Wedge. Personally. Antilles, dude. What is it? Antilles? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Dude, he is just mentioned in passing at the beginning, and then he's an awesome pilot, and he's he's the only other one other than Luke that survives yeah, the he's battle. In, on he's in Rise Death of Skywalker. Star. Yeah. He do Wedge Antilles or Han Solo because I mean Han Solo's arc, character arc is probably the coolest. Yeah, in the movie. see Wedge Antilles was my sixth man. That, that's a great one too. But yeah, he barely says anything. What about you, Brad? I think Leia, like, because I used to like much like Nick was saying the accent and stuff. I'd be like, what? What happened here? How did how did this performance it's so come like across? British but in the first. Then scene. I, yeah, it's very British it's in the first chunk of A New Hope that she's in. But then as it went on, like she is like also her like snarkiness when they're there to rescue her. And she's like, aren't you short? Like, get out of your little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> she's not very nice to these people who are trying she's to save so her. She's so mean to Chewbacca like she's for going no to reason. She's like, will I someone know. get this wet carpet out of my way? I'm like, dude, fuck yeah. you. She's a princess. Whatever, man. You're worshipful. But I like, but as, as I watched more, I liked her more and liked her, you know, very vibrant character, very uh, feisty. So that's fine. She has a great personality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said that like back then. She does. She really does. Um, okay. Do you guys have a six man person who did the most at the least? Uh, mine is, is kind of funny. R2. Yeah. That's a good one. R2 for me. Uh, you just got beeps and you still love him. <laughs> I Chewbacca. I feel like, I mean... Yeah. I like how I okay. This just made me think about how Ray can magically understand Chewbacca. Oh my, she could understand and every droid and Chewbacca. Has she been to Kashyyyk? Because I don't fucking think so, bitch. You've never left left Jakku. Ugh. Yeah, just I mean, bu- they could have made it into like Set a the funny movie on quote, like when Thor says that Groot was a an elective on Asgard or whatever. So that's how he understands uh-huh. Groot. Oh yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. That's a fair point. Uh, what about you, Brad? <laughs> Six man. Oh, he already said his. He said oh, R two. Oh, R two. Yeah. That's right. Oops. Um, I have the two <laughs> two pilots that die in uh, a New Hope. The heavier set one first, who's just arrogant, and then the one who it hits the back of his ship first, and then he's like, ah, ah! <laughs> then it cuts yeah, out. It's, yeah. it's quickly it's amazing dying acting. I, I love it. And then I also think Lupita and Iango is like really good in a very short period of time. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. My, my six man is still um, uh, Wedge Antilles. Sick. You gotta love uh, you gotta love the names of the pilots in in a lot of the Star Wars movies. Yeah, They're... yeah. The heavier set guy is named Porkins. Por- Por- oh, see, I was I was, I was pretty Porkins. okay. I was I almost like fat shamed him, and they actually called him Porkins. That is awful. They just fucking called him Porkins. He, he was not a very good every pilot. movie from the seventies and eighties. Whatever fat character, That's overweight true. character there was, they just named him like Fatty Chubster, Chubs <laughs> McGee, like Ch- Porky, Porky McFatman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Do you guys do you have like a favorite scene from like either of these movies? But do you have like is there one scene that really like stands out for you for A New Hope or Force Awakens? There's two for me in A New Hope. All right, let's hear them. The the scene when Luke like goes out and like sees the dual sunset. Dude, I j- I said to Nick, the- I was like watching that, I was like, this is such an iconically beautiful and memorable scene, but nothing happens in it, and it's. It's incredible, but it's but in just your on, mind. like looking at Luke's face, yeah. like you, it tells the story of like a guy who is so desperate to have something more, and he 
there's no dialogue and just the swelling of that thing. And you just see his eyes look out and you're like, it's like the hero, the phase two of the hero's journey in one fucking look. You're yeah. just looking out at this. So good. Rebellions are built on that. And then when, <laughs> and the, uh, <laughs> do you remember that from the trailer? And then Rogue the final, One? oh Yeah. Vaguely, because I'm your a, accent was I'm a re- was dis- so distinct. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rebellion. Rebellions rebel. are built on hope. Yeah. Rebellions are built on hope. Um, and then what was the other scene, Brad? And the scene I would say, like when people, I've probably seen a new hope, and I would stay home from school when I was a kid. I would just watch all three Star Wars movies. That was what I did with my day if I was sick. So I've probably seen it not exaggerating like a hundred times, maybe. And I still have an emotion, like a high level emotional response when Luke shoots his the missile into the Death Star. Yeah. It's so good. Like, I still feel like, fuck, this is incredible. Like, is it going to happen? Whatever. And if, to have seen it that many times and it's still the dramatic tension is built in such a way that it's still good and still leaves you like anticipating the moment. So true. That's that's a, for me. Yeah, I've so. walked into Brad openly weeping. <laughs> he's just, I walk in, he's in tears, and he's like, bah, nah, and that's what I got. <laughs> I just watched the missile scene again. <laughs> oh, babe, you and there your missile. There was literally a millionth of a chance to do it. He did it. He turned his nav system on. Uh, no, that's that's a great that's a great pick. Uh, I uh, my favorite scene in New Hope. I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm going to go with the scene where Luke is training on the Millennium Falcon Ugh. because no, because that seems great because you get Luke and Chewie and Obi-Wan yeah. and Han all in the same scene. And they're all like, you just get to see all of their characters yeah. and learn so much about them from this one little scene. And then so much of what happens, like it's in the Millennium Falcon, like the set piece for the Millennium Falcon is in you know all three tri- no it's not in the original trilogy or the prequel trilogy but it's in the next trilogy yeah and like it's such an important place it's and, almost its own character yeah it's like yeah. its own character so that's my favorite in in new hope and then force awakens it's when ray wins the tug of war with her brain and mm-hmm. pulls the lightsaber towards her and kylo ren is like god damn it man this this chick yeah <laughs> uh yeah um I, what's what's wrap it up do you have any uh recommendations of like movies or anything that uh people should watch um they, it could be based off of these or it could be just anything you're watching that you want to recommend um i would say if you like star wars a new hope and force awakens watch empire strikes back yeah <laughs> please do just kidding you already have um god i don't know that's kind of hard what, what would you say i don't know recommendations but, is there anything we're watching what are we watching what right are we now? watching uh, what are we know. what the fuck are we watching avatar we're watching avatar oh the show uh, yeah i'm introducing nice. holly to avatar the last yeah, airbender cool oh, okay, yeah that one not Recommend. the james i'm like cameron. looking yeah, around not the not the james cameron one. and not the live action yeah, avatar yeah. the last airbender Oh, yikes. Not that I, I mean, I want to watch the Clone Wars animated series. I have not seen that oh, personally. I know Brad get has over seen the animation, but like, I know that people Solid, really fun. like it. The stories Those and are stuff. the words I would describe it. Solid. Fun. Yeah. Wow. Interest. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I recommend. Shoot, I guess like I'm I'm sure everyone's seen it, but I really like Rogue One. I was, um, damn it! Oh so, fuck yeah. yeah! People don't give that movie enough credit. Yeah, I agree. I also Absolutely. think that if you like, I think people should watch more Adam Driver movies because he's just becoming better and better at acting. He's each just year. a big thick tree of a man he's a tree he man do whatever he wants <laughs> i would never describe him as thick like, i would totally like, describe him as just he's like strong a lanky yeah. uh, he's, got he's got like a big to titties him. in uh the last jedi <laughs> he's got yeah, that's so awkward tits, that's dude. awkward looking yeah he's got like an old uh, man bod at a very a young lot, age some yeah, people found it very attractive some people found it old manish um you I also think people should watch, because I mentioned it earlier, go watch The Raid Redemption. It's awesome. You wouldn't have something like John Wick without it. Um, oh, it's nice. really cool. Oh, that movie's incredible. With that, the scene, oh. the, well, spoiler alert, if the you haven't final seen it, the final scene is so good. It's like 15 years old. It's I not a new see movie. It. When they're in the when he's in the wall, in the oh, so good! Oh, he's a, in the wall. Yeah. Well, that's basically oh, no. the whole plot. No, I definitely recommend that. Uh, <laughs> next week we are going to be doing Music. Wonder Woman with Captain Marvel. Oh! Um, yeah, so just let us know what you want us to add oh to my it, God. Holly. Of course, I'm so jealous. Um, yeah, we're having uh, Layla back on for that episode. That'll be yeah. fun. Um, we got a few messages nice. on Instagram. We didn't get any emails, but we got a few messages. Um, someone, I, 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 his name is your boy Master Wanderer. Is like his screen name on IG, but I think his name is Frank. Thank you, Frank, for listening. You could correct me if I'm wrong. You said a new hope. Is classic of cinema. The latter, uh, um, of The Force Awakens, is a rehash that is enjoyable but a bit lackluster. Hey, we agreed with you. Um, Kevin Rose, one of my best friends from back back home, said uh, top movie referring to A New Hope equals one of the goats, and he put he put a goat emoji as everyone does, and then. He said, with The Force Awakens, lazy remake of the OG with dope special effects. Well, Kevin, I think we said the same thing as well. You can follow us on Instagram, uh, instagram.com slash facingoffpod, and on Twitter, twitter.com slash facingoffpod. Yeah, we, I'll, I'll reinsert it. Um, and then you can send us emails, facingoffpodcast at gmail.com. Holly, start plugging your pluggables, dude. Oh, tight. When is this coming out, by the way? Never. I, I'm going to scrap it. <laughs> <laughs> Next week. The week of... Oh, okay. No, it comes okay. Out this Hold week. on. I've got some... Oh, this week. Yeah. What? It'll come out well, on Wednesday if or it Thursday. Comes out before... Okay, tight. I got a show on Thursday. On... Just pl- follow me on at Holly Brown Comedy on Instagram because I've got a few virtual Zoom stand-up shows this month. And also, if I'm allowed to promote my, my own podcast that Brad has uh, been co-hosting with me and Kane... Um, but well, actually, pod at uh, at well, actually, pod on Instagram and at Holly Brown Comedy. Yeah, well, actually, is awesome. We we say this every time we have uh, one of the guests or one of the hosts on, but uh, truly an amazing Sometimes podcast when you're nerdy. Yeah, um, look up well, actually, we have both been on it. There, you guys just did Ferris Bueller, and it was a hilarious episode. Um, Brad, plug your pluggables, dude. Yeah, like the Ferris Bueller episode of Well, actually, just dropped to did this yep. morning mm-hmm. you can hear holly and i talk about how ferris bueller is kind of a prick <laughs> yeah and not as likable but a cool but a cool but cameron yeah. cameron is the best yeah. cameron is the best mm-hmm. and if you're uh want to look up a star wars fan film check out hearts of kyber yeah go mm-hmm. check out hearts of kyber it's nice. awesome. uh, great work with that i how much did it cost to do the spaceship at the end um, the, so we had 
the people who did the spaceship for us also did all the lightsaber effects and oh, cool. the rock stuff. Uh, overall, it would make your head spin how much all of that oh, cost. Shit. It was probably like $5,000 oh, for all of our... They did color correcting and then our visual effects stuff. Yeah. Well, it's great. Then, Definitely look that up. Uh, do you guys have a send-off? Yes. And we're going to say it at the same Good. time. Okay, ready? Ready. Is this our ode to our bud? Wait, what's our ode to our bud? I don't know. What were you going to do? No, tell me. Let's do it. What do you want to Okay, let's do it. Okay, ready? We... Come on, do the same time as me. We, we are, are here, here and we love Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> 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 that just might be where we end it. <laughs>